Live like you know it's true and move. Live like you know it's true and move. Amen? Amen. God bless you, sis. And we are talking and we're facing a 2022. And thank God we made it this far. And I just thank God that with everything's going on and God gave us grace to be here on this day at the end of December. We thank God for that. I just want to give God praise for that. Amen. A lot of people didn't make it, so we just thank God that we're here. So when seeking a lesson, I always want a timely word. And um, I had I had a message that I wanted to um, speak about, but God told me to move me to Numbers 22. Numbers 22 being that we're going into 22. So this is something that the Lord just dropped in my spirit today, a few hours ago, as a matter of fact. And um, so this is fresh off the press, I believe. And uh, Numbers 22, and you can look at the 32nd verse. And once you get that, we're going to start reading. Um, this is a chapter with Balaam, the false prophet, and the donkey. <laughs> the donkey. Amen? All right. So, God is good. title of this lesson is, Live Like You Know It's True and Move. Verse 32 reads, I still hear pages, so I'm just going to wait for a second. But um, I, I was compelled to speak this in this particular hour. 32 reads, And the angel of the Lord said unto him, Wherefore hast thou smitten thine ass these three times? Behold, I went out to withstand thee, because thy way is perverse before me. Now God is speaking to Balaam. Balaam was a false prophet, and he was hired to curse the people of God, children of Israel. And he was uh, they, look, they looked at the children of Israel. They were coming from the Amorites, the defeat of the Amorites, and they were just conquering people left and right. And they were com coming toward Moab. Amen? But they weren't going to go into Moab. They were going through Moab to get to the promised land. Amen? So what was happening was the Moab princes were upset, and they spoke to Balaam, which was a prophet, a man that we like to call a false prophet. Amen? And they wanted him to curse the children of Israel. See, even back then, words were powerful. You know, just the words at your mouth, like back then, God the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if you speak something bad, negative, and you got power, that has an effect. It really does. Words are very powerful. Uh, many times we take it lightly, but we say things and they, they words are eternal. They last longer than the flesh. Amen? So they got Balaam and Balaam was um, going to curse the children of Israel. And the, the verse the verse says, the angel of the Lord said unto him, wherefore hast thou smitten me, smitten thine ass three times? Behold, I went, I went out, I to withstand thee because thy way is perverse. So this is the angel of the Lord talking to Balaam, telling him that his way 
is perverse. His way is perverse. So his way is not a good way. Amen. And lately I've been speaking about sanctification. And that's a theme that, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm called to preach, but God tells us what to preach. We don't, we don't get our own message. A, a, a man of God don't get his own message because God crafted us. He put experiences with us our whole life and he gives us what to preach. And so these last few months, I've been dealing with sanctification and um, Balaam, his way was perverse. Amen. So um, the Lord said to him, behold, I went to withstand thee. I stopped you because your way is perverse. Now, the thing about this man of God, we're going to get into scripture um, a little later. Think about this man of God. He heard from God. He was a false prophet, but he heard from God. He was a false prophet. Remember that, because I'm going to fix it up at the end. He was a false prophet, but he heard from God. And if you look at verse uh, chapter 22, um, you can see how God told him um, not to curse these people. He said, don't curse them because what I have blessed, you do not curse. And then he, he said, okay, he went back to the princes and said, I can't curse these people because they're blessed. You know, when you look out the way that the situation when he had the camps and the children of Israel, they had, you know, God is a God of order. He's not a God of chaos and disorder, right? So when they were on a mountain looking at the children of Israel come in their tent and they were set up, you have um, the tribe of Nepali, you have the tribe of Judah, you have Benjamin, and they were all set out. And when you looked out over the horizon and you saw a whole bunch of tents, it was a cross. It was just a cross of people shaped like a cross. Like you had Judah over here, Benjamin over here, Natalia over here. They have, but when he looked out, he saw a cross. There's something in the spirit. I can't, you know, even back, I cannot curse these people. So they, they, they took them up to the, the, the princess took them up to the mountains and saw that. So, when you go to um, um, Numbers 22, the first chapter, the first verse on number 22, it says, And the children of Israel set forth and pitched in the plains of Moab on this side of the Jordan by Jericho. And Balak, the son of Zippor, saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites. And Moab was sore afraid of the people because they were many. And Moab was distressed because of the children of Israel. Okay. They saw them coming. So it's just like the enemy. He see you coming. And he's fearful of, they're fearful of losing their position. Amen. We got some lessons of it. And verse 10 says, And Balaam said unto God, Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab, has sent unto me, saying, Behold, there is a people come out of Egypt, which covers the face of the earth. Come now, curse me then. Preadventure, I shall be able to overcome them and drive them out. Verse 12 reads, And God said unto Balaam, Thou shalt not go with them, thou shalt not curse the people, for they are blessed. God said this to the false prophet. 
Amen. So, then, you know, there's times when, when you heard so many messages. You heard, you got to get your shit. The harvest is coming. They got all these fancy titles. Um, you got to you get your stuff. I mean, you can think about all the titles you heard over the years, over the years. And so it's about time that you take all that stuff you heard from all these preachers and everything that you heard. That's that's like um, potential. In, in science, they have um, a thing called potential energy. And the definition is potential energy is stored energy of a position um, that an object has. So it's like it's not it's inert. It's like not, not in motion. Right? That's potential in energy. Right? Your children have a lot of potential when they're under your roof. They're young, they have they're so bright, you can just look in their eyes and say, You can you can be anything you want. That's potential, right? So it's another thing. Now this is what we have when we hear all these messages. Here. It's a shift. When you go home, things are going to be better. This and that. This potential, right? So we got to move from potential to what? <coughs> kinesthetic energy. So kinesthetic energy is a form of energy that an object or a particle has by reason of motion, movement. So you got to move from the potential stage into the kinetic stage. You're doing something. With all that potential, you go to college for four years. It's just potential. But when you get it, when you apply that learning, that degree, get a job and start making six or five figures or whatever, then that is kinetic. You're doing something with it, and that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to take all that stuff we learn, all the all the potential that we have, no matter how old we are. He wanted He wants to have all that potential that we have and and do something with it. Amen? Amen. God bless the woman of God. So we're going to do go forward. And Balaam heard the voice of the Lord. He was a false prophet. He told the princes, I can't curse who God is blessed. And they kept bothering him. He must have been, he must have been somebody very powerful. Because they sent maybe the, the small princes, then they sent somebody more powerful, more distinguished people, and tried to convince them, pay them more money and stuff. You know, and try to say, "Come on, please, uh, we we need you. We need your help to curse these people." They knew his word has power, even though he was a false prophet. And um, he said again, "I can't curse the people. I can't curse what God bless." Don't you know? Uh, no matter how powerful evil is, they can't curse what God bless. They can't do it, even if they're a false prophet. Because God will tell them you can't do it. Amen. So all the witches, warlocks, haters, naysayers, all that stuff, they, don't, they, don't, they can't do nothing to you. When God got his hand on your life and you in motion, you turned that potential, all that potential, all those years you spent crying and weeping and, and doing all you can to do what's right, getting up early, going to work, paying, doing the kids. Do, I mean, every, you, you're so, you're a good person. I know I, I can feel the energy in this room. I can feel good people here, right? I can feel it. And um, so all that all that work, all that stuff that you did all these years, right? Nobody can't take that away from you. That's powerful. That's powerful. 
Amen. Jesus took 12 men and changed the world. He turned time around. Because they said, okay, when the day that Jesus was born, we're going to make that year zero. That's year zero. The day he was born. How powerful was that? And then we, then uh, the season is, is uh, we celebrate now um, Christmas, so everybody celebrates that. So how powerful is Jesus? Amen. So we're gonna get over to the donkey. They, in the King James version, it says "ass," right? So I'm just gonna say that that's what it said, right? Okay, y'all know I'm not being uh, perverse, right? And that's the difference. You can tell, right? All right. So when the ass saw the angel of the Lord, she fell down under Balaam, right? So what happened is these men convinced Balaam to go curse Israel. That's what made him a false prophet. Because you can hear from the Lord, but if you do something different, you know what? That make you false. You can hear the word of the Lord. You can hear, you know what God is saying. But you go the other way. Now, he, he went the other way because they kept bothering him. Please, please. They probably gave him all this money. He said, if you give me, if you fill up this whole room with silver and gold, I won't go with you. But somehow they convinced him to go. So he was going. And then uh, the angel of the Lord came and a donkey saw it with a sword. So the donkey turned around. And, and, the, and the man hitting the donkey, go, go. But the donkey not trying to go that way because the donkey see the angel of the Lord. Right? That's what the scripture said. And then he hit the donkey three times. Right? And the Lord opened the mouth of the ass. Now this is a donkey talking. And she said, what have you done to me these three times and smit me these three times? Now he's going to respond. He talking back to the donkey now. This is verse 29. Sorry, we only have one. This is Numbers, the 22nd chapter and the 29th verse. And Balaam said, Balaam said unto the ass, because you have mocked me, if it was a sword in my hand, for now I will kill thee. So he's saying, the donkey said, why you hit me up? Why you hit me three times? And he said, because you're not listening to what I'm, I'm telling you to do. I want you to go forward. But the donkey see the angel. So the donkey said, I'm not going that way. And then the donkey just said, why, why are you doing this to me? And then he spoke back to the donkey. And the ass said unto Balaam, the donkey said, am, I, am not I thine ass upon which thou hast written ever since I was thine unto this day? Was I ever want to do so unto thee? And he said, nay. So the donkey said, I've been with you all this time. I did everything you asked me to do. So why are you hitting me now? The donkey didn't say, it's an angel up there. He didn't say that. He, he just said, why are you hitting me? Right? <laughs> so, um, and the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam. And he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his sword drawn in his hand and he bowed down his head and fell flat on his face so now he know why the donkey didn't do it and the eyes of the Lord, the eyes of Balaam was open because he saw the angel 
So the angel was preventing him. So to go back to our first scripture, it says, I went out to withstand thee because thy way is perverse before me. That means you, God telling you to go one way and you go in a different way when you know what way to go. That's perverse. We heard perversion before, right? When you think of perversion, you think about gambling, prostitution, drugs, illicit, all this stuff. But in the Bible, God, sin to God is sin. I said before, we like to rate sin. We like to say a lie, white lie, or that ain't that bad, or this little. But in God's eyes, there's no levels of sin. They're all the same. And the Bible says that fear is a sin. So fear, you can be fearful, and that just could be as bad as murder. Because sin is sin. We put levels on it. So, he's, the, the perverseness is this, doing something against God's will. Now, perverse, perverse is the opposite of sanctification. Sanctify. Sanctification is, means a word that just means clean. When you wash your dishes, you sanctify your dishes. When you wash your laundry, you sanctify your laundry. When I'm cleaning carpets, carpets, I'm sanctifying the carpets. That's what I do. So whatever you clean, so God wants to clean you. And he's sanctifying. 